First of all, ahead of this weekend's game, uh, what's the team news? How are you shaping up? Yeah, nothing too special. Uh, Moritz Leitner is out. Uh, he needs uh, hernia surgery, so he was uh, already not involved in the last uh, match uh, day squad, and uh, he will be also out for the for the um, yeah for the whole season because uh, pretty soon he will get a surgery in uh, Munich, and uh, for that, uh, sadly, he will miss uh, the, uh, the next games. Yeah, or the other. Um, Team use. We have our long-term injuries. Um, that's that's it. But no new uh, injury concerns after the last game. The, the last result was obviously a, a disappointing one. You you tried to change things around it at half time. Three substitutions made in that game for the second half. Was that a message in some ways to to the team to to shake things up, or was it just purely the state of the game as you saw it? No, we know as as Novichitti in our especially in our situation, um, we have to be there with one hundred percent performance, and everything has to go in our way in order uh, to be successful uh, at the Emirates without uh, without any doubt. Especially in the situation uh, when uh, you have played four days before, one hundred twenty minutes, uh, last thirty five minutes in underload in the cup against uh, Man United, when you just have um, one centre back available when key players are are injured and. Um, yeah, I got the feeling. So the first 20 minutes, we or 30 minutes, we looked pretty, uh, pretty solid. Um, got more and more control uh, over over the game. Had perhaps, um, uh, yeah, Arsenal was there with more possession, but we had uh, even the better chances with uh, Ben Godfrey who hit the post, good counter attack with Lucas Rupp, with uh, Timo Pukki. Yeah, and then of course it was a big mistake. Uh, it's more like we assisted to their to their first goal, and I got the feeling. So we felt a bit too sorry for ourselves in the, in the 15 following minutes. Lost a bit our aggressiveness and our our compactness and and thought about all the things that seem to be against us uh, during during the season and for that we concede then also the second goal and uh, yeah I want to set the, the sign at at halftime no come on let's stop feeling sorry for ourselves uh, we can't change what happened let's attack the game and for that we we changed our our shape we we changed three times in personal terms just also to give uh, give a sign okay the game is not over we want to attack this and. Uh, yeah, I think we reacted quite quite well in the in the second half. Had good chances, uh, um, two or three really good saves of Martinez, uh, penalty situation, and um, yeah, then more or less like we assisted also to their third goal, and then the game was over. Okay, uh, but more like yeah, sometimes you also have to to set the sign. It's it's more like uh, yeah, at the moment everything is a bit against us, but. Um, yeah, let's not just accept it. Let's attack the games, and uh, that's uh, that was the reason for this. Um, uh, yeah, triple change at halftime. That touches as well onto the next point I wanted to to get to. Outside the club, people look at the table uh, and perhaps see your cause as a as a lost one. But seven points drift of safety, six games to go. That ment- mental side of the game is that the message you've been trying to get across to everyone in the last couple of days ahead of Brighton that. If you are to to perform the, uh, a miracle and get out of this situation and, and ensure survival, there can be no negative thoughts now. No, that's right. So first of all, in uh, internal, uh, we we can judge it in the in the in, in the right way. It's more like from the first day when the season started, I said, okay, if we could stay in this league, it would be the even bit of miracle in comparison to our unexpected promotion, huh? because we're playing with a with a bunch of of young lads. So in the last games we had. 
uh, always at least seven uh, academy products um, in our in our traveling squad. I think probably no other club in Western Europe uh, has this. And all the other players are more or less players without any experience on, on Premier League level. So that means, uh, I would say, even before the season started, I said, OK, we have perhaps a, a 5% chance to sustain this league when we... Um, when we uh, have a good start, when the confidence is growing and when we have also a bit of luck that uh, all the key players are not injured and, and are in, in great shape. And uh, yeah, when, once we look a bit back on, on our season, probably no other club was hit so much with in, uh, injured uh, key players. So um, we don't complain about this because in, uh, if you have a 5% chance, more or less like in in 19 of 20 uh, cases, you you will get relegated. So we can judge it um, in the in the proper way. It doesn't take anything away that uh, if there is this normal case, then you are a bit disappointed because you're always hoping for the best and hoping for creating a, another miracle. And uh, we know that many many things were against us uh, during uh, during the season. And um, yeah, it's still at the moment not realistic. Yeah? Let's be let's be honest to to speak about okay, we will stay in this league yeah? because. After 32 game days, uh, we've won five, and right now we have uh, to win five out of the last six. So that's that's a fact. I think it's not the moment to to speak about uh, anyhow about uh, any any big messages. We win five out of the next six games. So it's more like, come on, let's concentrate on on what we can deliver, and for that is is uh, what we can deliver is performances. So we we can't bake results. We can't bake five wins out of six but what you can do is deliver performances and that's our only focus so to be focused on the next game we want to be there with a 100% performance we want uh, to be back at our, our best level with with uh, making less mistakes than the last game at, at Arsenal we want to be back at our uh, at our best thank God Tim Klose for example comes back at least we've got right now two centre-backs available that hopefully will help also also a bit and um, yeah, then to focus on the, on this on this Brighton game. So even if we win this game, it's not like it means okay we we will automatically stay in this league. Uh, it's more like I want us to, uh, also like to to show reaction after yeah feeling a bit too sorry for ourselves in the in the in the Arsenal game at times and and made some mistakes. So my only focus right now yeah to show reaction in uh, in terms of performance and of course and also in terms of results against uh, against Brighton. So in your opinion, in your mind, then Daniel. Which is the real Norwich City side? Is it the one that's slipped to three defeats in the Premier League since we had the resumption? Or is it the side we saw last weekend that turned in a really spirited performance and can rightly feel a little bit unlucky at the end in the Cup? Both uh, pictures are right, if I'm, uh, if I'm honest. So uh, we're playing with an unbelievable amount of, of young lads and it's always the same. So um, the biggest problem is then sometimes a bit inconsistency. Yeah? Because when you are there on your, on your first level, it's... Uh, on your, with your first year on this level, it's not that easy to play always with an unbelievable consistency. And um, we have to accept that both faces, um, yeah, belong to us. Yeah, when we are not there with a one percent performance, then we have no chance to win any points on uh, on this level. But if we are ourselves, if we are there with our best performance level, yeah, then we can uh, even win games or be the better sides in comparison to the best sides in this league. And of course, we aim and try in each and every game to 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 show our best face. That's always always our claim, and we will try to do this also like in the upcoming uh, six games. Um, but it's more like the focus. Come on, game after game, and we want to be at our best level again against Brighton. With that in mind, then how do you approach this game against Brighton? Because they haven't been in the greatest form themselves. Okay, they had a, a very good win against Arsenal a week or so ago, but that aside, their form has been, been nothing to write home about. 
yes, on, on this level, we, we are the underdog in, in each of the game and we accept this. So that's, uh, that's for sure. But um, uh, to be honest, uh, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Uh, if, of course, it, it changed a bit the, the game plan, but um, in general, it, it doesn't matter if we, if we have a home game against Brighton or a away game at Man City. So we always know that we have to be to reach our, our best level in our important topics for our game. And this is a task also for, uh, for tomorrow, of course. We are in a period, um, we have many, many games and just two games rest. And yeah, let's be honest at the moment. So um, you have a pretty small group of, of uh, players available. And it's not that easy um, to rotate that uh, that much. Um, so that means, yeah, we'll stick more or less with the same nets. Of course, yeah, on two or three positions, we will bring some uh, recreated players in in order to have some fresh energy also also on the pitch. But we will go with uh, what, we've, what we've got. And uh, we have to make sure that we are then there with, with less mistakes and back on our best level. Yeah, and we want to always to be ourselves. So it's, it's, it's never that we just try to, to park the bus anyhow. So it's, it's, uh, these players are not made for this. So it's more like we have many, many possession-based players. And for that, we always have to attack the game. If we don't attack a game, uh, then we have no chance on this level. Um, we, we need to be brave in our, in, our, in our whole attitude and our approach in order to give ourselves a chance. And then uh, also try to be there with a the, with the top performance in order to give ourselves a chance. And just finally, if I can ask you about uh, the controversy that came out of Sheffield United's Spurs game last night with the VAR and the interpretation of the handball rule. I know it's been a, a cause for debate um, for much of this season. The laws of the game are fairly clear, but a lot of people are now saying, well, you've got to employ some common sense when you're using VAR. Uh, as a manager of a Premier League side, what are your thoughts on it? Well, in general, this, this topic with handball is always complicated. We're struggling with this topic, what is handball and whatnot, I think since three decades or something like this. And at least the rule is clear. So once the ball touched the hand, anyhow, a goal is, is disallowed. I got the feeling so the first time uh, since merely a decade, we have at least a clear rule. Um, but it's sometimes even hard to accept yeah, because there are some, some strange moments where you think, okay, this goal definitely should be, should be allowed. But, yeah, at least the rule is clear and we have to adapt to this. It's a bit difficult, uh, yeah, of course, because there are many, many benefits and advantages of, of VAR, so, but it doesn't take anything away um, that the quality of, of decisions of a referee on the pitch um, have to be good. Uh, because we had also an incident in, in our Arsenal game where there was a clear foul and I think a, probably a penalty for us on, on, on Todd Cantwell and everyone in the stadium. There were not that many uh, people in the stadium, sadly, but everyone sees it and, and could even hear it. Uh, it was a foul. Yeah, and the referee decided not to do anything because he was waiting uh, for VAR if, if, it's, um, if it's a penalty or not. It's more like when you ask then the force, force official, why is he not giving a, a, a foul? It was clearly a foul. It's more like, yeah, no, we are checking it with VAR. And then the answer was, yeah, it was a clear foul, but it started uh, outside the box and ended inside the box. So it was not a 100% mistake that the penalty was not given. It was 100% a foul. Uh, but we can't overturn it yeah, because it was doubtful if he should have given a free kick or uh, just a penalty. So it's strange anyhow because uh, then you got the feeling sometimes even the, the referee who is in charge on the pitch waits a bit like for the more important referee who is sitting anywhere in a, in a dark office in, um, anywhere in London and, uh, or in St. George's Park, I think it is. So it's, it's, it's a bit difficult and of course tricky also to find the right solution. So we all have to adapt to the rules and... and 
yeah, it doesn't take anything away that the quality of the of the decisions of referee in charge um, on the pitch have to be have to be good and have to be correct. And we're not just waiting and you're scared. Okay, how will the the VAR decision be? Because VAR is just allowed to over overturn if it's a 100% clear mistake. So uh, it's still that the referee on the pitch has to be in charge and has to be there with uh, with good and correct decisions. I appreciate your time, Daniel. Thanks a lot. All the best. Thanks, Richard. Okay, going to me, uh, Joe from the um, PLP. Sorry, because I'm missing. Um, hi, Daniel. Um, do you feel a bit hard done by the fact that you've had to go through this relegation battle under such strange circumstances, no crowds, rule changes, so on and so forth? Yes, definitely, but uh, that's more or less like the the new normal that we uh, that we have to accept. Um, it's of course difficult. I, I made my point, so I think uh, games behind closed doors always help uh, the big clubs uh, because of the individual quality. Once the uh, emotions are out of the games, it's it's not that easy, especially for a newly promoted side who needs their home crowd and who would have had. Uh, more home games and away games and of course it was unlucky for us that right now especially crucial home games we have to play uh, without the support of our uh, supporters in the uh, in the stadium so they're with us uh, in their swords but sadly not um, yeah in, in in real life in the stadium in order yeah to help us when we have difficult periods in the game and to boost us up so uh, especially the the teams who are fighting against again relegation would definitely need their their crowd i think that's one of the reasons you know, why yeah, the teams at the, at the bottom of the of the table uh, find it or seem to find it hard to to get points in the, in the spirit. I think that's definitely a fact because once emotions are out of the game, then normally the individual quality is is, uh, is more crucial than when the emotions are in the game. But um, yeah, we don't complain about this. It's more or less like the the same for all the teams and and uh, the situation we have to accept. We are pleased and happy that we can play football games at least. And uh, yeah, hopefully pretty soon our supports will be back. But um, of course, uh, for us, it's definitely a disadvantage, yes. And why do you think that Norwich has had such a tough time adjusting to the restart, coming back after the three months off, compared to other teams like Brighton, for example? Is it the style of play factor into this, for example? No, I wouldn't interpret uh, too much uh, too much in it. It's, it's more like also an expression of... of uh, yeah, of of our group of players and of of our quality. Yeah, let's be honest. We will always find it find it difficult to to win games on uh, on this level. And right now, in addition to that, yeah, of course, we're hoping that a few um, a few crucial players are uh, are back and available. Like um, Grant Henley, right now, our our big leader, team captain is, is out. Christoph Zimmerman is out. Sam Byram is out. Tim Closer for for the last game, for example, was out suspended with a red card. Yeah, of course, when, when uh, you have such a young group and then more or less like your biggest leaders in the team are not there, not on the pitch and also uh, not even in the dressing room and, and, you know, so it's more like the end of the season for them. Thank God for the next game, Tim closes at least back. Um, it's it's difficult. Yeah, we, we know that uh, everything has to come together if we want to beat sides like uh, Everton or Arsenal and that we have to be effective, for example, against Everton. I think we were the better side and, and anyhow, yeah, Everton, yeah, out of one and a half chance, they were able to score one time and and although we had more chances yeah we were in this game not effective enough and against Arsenal um, yeah once you just have one normal or natural centre-back available 
and you're still struggling with, with unbelievable injury curse uh, of key players and you assist to two goals. Uh, let's be honest, and it's not possible for us to, to win points on, on this level. And so, of course, it's, it's a bit disappointing. It's, it's what we have to accept. I think where there was a fantastic performance against, against Man United. Um, but we find, of course, hard on, on this level to, to, to win games. Uh, that's more or less uh, what, what happened during, during the whole season. And this has nothing to do, I would say, uh, with, the, with the situation um, yeah, after the restart. Of course, uh, to play the home games in front of our court would have helped perhaps even, uh, even a bit, but uh, no complaints from our side, so we keep going. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. Just on a personal level, you've obviously had to adjust to playing in the Premier League. You were obviously used to winning a lot more games in the Championship. Understandably, naturally not going to win that many games in the Premier League. Um, and then obviously all these new adjustments as well with the restart. Um, just on a personal level, have you enjoyed the challenge? What have you learned from the challenge? Or will you be looking back and saying that this was the toughest time in your career? No, to be honest, I was, uh, I was well prepared. And uh, if I'm honest, I... I I made my point really from the from the first day since our planning for the Premier League uh, started and since we started preseason, I've said our chance to stay in this league is perhaps five percent. We need a good start. We need a bit of luck that all the all the uh, key players are always available. That there are not uh, injuries of of unbelievable important players. Yeah, our key players have to be in a uh, in a in a good shape, and and we also need uh, a bit of luck and. Once I once I have to judge uh, our our season, so no other club on this level probably was hit that much with uh, such an injury curse, and um, I was prepared for this. So I I, I totally knew how how a season like this develops then, and could be that we could finish on uh, on this level because we are playing with a bunch of young lads, so academy products and uh, players who have never played on on this level. And if you are outstanding on championship level. It doesn't mean that you're top class and, and good enough for the Premier League. And we knew this, so, um, and we were realistic, but uh, there was no other option for us uh, because we are the only self-funding club on, uh, on this level. Uh, we are um, in, a, in a situation that we still had to pay for some synth in the, uh, in the past in financial terms. And uh, yeah, of course, so if I would have been selfish out of, out of my position, I could have cried for for more more quality, I think our competitors who are promoted with us, um, as Willa, they have spent in the last two transfer windows, I don't know, 160, 180 million pounds. Um, Sheffield uh, United, I think in both transfer windows, 50, 60 million pounds. We've spent, uh, yeah, perhaps in both windows, 1.5 million pounds. So that's that's different. And of course, I'm not naive. Uh, I can totally judge it in, in, in this way and I knew exactly exactly what, what would happen. Um, but uh, what would have been the other option? So I could have cried in the beginning of the season and said, no, we need more quality, otherwise would have no, had no chance. But it would have led to a situation that uh, I would have been praised perhaps by yeah, the outside world. Yeah, he's telling the truth anyhow and something like this. But it would have led uh, that I would have forced to put too much pressure on, on our club to have the wrong decision because our decision to be financially solid uh, to invest in our infrastructure, to make sure uh, that this club 
will not just exist in the, in the one or two years right now, um, in, the, in the upcoming years, as long as I'm, uh, I'm there in a leadership role. Um, but to risk the future of, of, of this club in, in terms of financial solidity uh, would have been definitely the wrong choice and it would have put too much pressure uh, on, on the key people because for this club, our owners, Delia and Michael, our, our board, our sporting director, they are 100% the right people and they are there with 100% uh, the right decisions also in, in staying solid and stay, not being too greedy in, in order to just because the outside world asked us to spend money to bring quality players in, yeah, of course, it would have uh, increased my chances. It would have been selfish. Uh, anyhow, I would have, I would have cried for this. And I knew um, when we have, would have a tough season. And like I said, so for me, it was a 95% chance that we would be in this uh, position. I would then also get some stick. Yeah, it's always the same. Yeah, when you lose in games and you you choose the wrong chart, the starting lineup, or you have to play four for two instead of four one for one, or three for three instead of three five two, and uh, pick the other strike and the other midfield player, whatever. I knew this, so I'm, I'm long not in this business in order in order uh, to do this. By but I got the feeling. So if there is one person who could perhaps help in this in this leading role as a, as a manager because i had the status after after promotion uh, and i i i also can can accept the stick anyhow who helps this club on the long term not just on the short term but will help this club uh, to stay solid and and go further on with the same solidity on the long term then then it's me so believe me i um i have other values than just thinking uh, selfish about my career about about winning titles about uh, about um, about money if I'm honest, and I think it's it's not a secret. Uh, also, before the season, during the season, I, I turned several offers down, and and uh, could have uh, made my life easier with uh, more money and and spending more money and and fighting on a on a different level and and um, yeah, with with other uh, approaches and other possibilities. But my feeling was was totally the right decision to to go this way to to help um, also this club because um, I have too much love for this club and also. Too much uh, love for this for this people here in, in in terms of we need to stick to our plan we need to go together and if there isn't some pressure and some stick also for the head coach and then i can handle it so no problem at all so for me just important that the club goes in, uh, in the right direction and i totally got the feeling although it's of course a tough tough season and yeah sometimes um you are also uh, we are all human beings uh, everyone likes to to be more to be praised and um yeah uh, instead of being criticized um, but uh, believe me, so I'm, I'm strong enough. I can handle this. No, no problem at all. Uh, I'm still enjoying to be in this responsible role for for this fantastic club. And I think, uh, although it it seems to be tough at the moment, uh, the club has definitely made the right decision in in terms of staying financially solid. And yeah, then we have also perhaps to accept that it's not the uh, miracle outcome, but uh, we still have a small chance for a miracle outcome. And as long as we have a chance, we we keep going. Daniel, hello. Maybe hi. Thanks for your time, as always, mate. Um, can I just can I just pick up on that last point? I just to clarify, I wasn't sure if I heard you right when you were talking about you had offers. I know before you came to Norwich, there was probably easier avenues you could have gone down. But but were you saying there that there was potential offers after promotion last summer? It's not a secret. Yeah, we were unbelievably successful. It was an un, uh, unexpected, uh, unexpected um, uh, record season. Yeah, uh, no one, uh, everyone was predicting we would have a tough season on. On championship level, yeah, and and uh, yeah, we were there with a legendary season. Yeah, we won the championship title totally unexpected uh, with record points, record record goals, 
um, also with a special brand of football and and uh, yeah, it's always the same uh, when you're successful uh, on uh, on this level, then uh, everyone is uh, interested in you. So it's it's the same for a sporting director, it's the same for players, it's the same for a coach. So uh, it's it's quite normal. Once you're successful, you're in the spotlight anyhow, and then there are. Yeah, also some uh, some uh, other opportunities and uh, perhaps with, with earning more money or anyhow other ambitions and, and uh, having having more opportunities in, in financial terms. But th that are not my values. So it's it's not like I'm not there and and um, just think about selfish about myself and and wants to earn uh, the most money and wants to want to win titles and and just um, if there is perhaps. Um, um, Opportunity where you can be successful more easy than in our in our circumstances. Uh, then I choose it anyhow. So um, one of my my biggest values is loyalty, and I'm totally convinced. I mentioned this uh, even even before the season started that I'm uh, at the right place, and uh, I still have the feeling because, um, like I mentioned before, so I knew it it could happen that uh, we we go exactly in, uh, in this way, and there's. Also, a lot of stick that we didn't have in West more and something like this. And it's always the same. Yeah, it's more like then if I would have cried in the summer, yeah, for more quality and we need to spend more money. And if we don't do this and we'll go a different way, um, everyone would have praised me and said, Yeah, Daniel tells the truth. And right now, in such a moment, right now, everyone would say, Yeah, he had the right decision and, and we need to go a different way. And then it's more like the pressure on our key people is, is increasing much more. And, I thought it would have been definitely, definitely the wrong choice in order, uh, in or, in order to do this, uh, because the way the path we we choose is definitely the right way, and and our key people, uh, our owners, our board, our sporting director Stuart Weber, uh, the key people in this club are exactly the right people for the mid and the long term success here in Norwich, and and it's important, uh, it's important that they have this trust and they um, they have this support, and for me it was was. Also the message, no, it's, it's, I, I also got the feeling I owe this club that much and, and I can't be selfish anyhow and think, okay, could be a difficult season. I don't want to get the stick and if, uh, if it doesn't work anyhow. No, if there is someone who can, can handle this, uh, then definitely more like the uh, head coach who is there, who knows this player, who knows the circumstances, who has also the status and trust of the of the people there. And for that, it was never an option for me to uh, to leave, not before the season, not during the season, and and think about other offers. So for me, um, I'm unbelievably proud and and uh, still unbelievably blessed that I have the trust of all the key people that I have the trust. Yeah, it's of course quite normal. Yeah, when we lose game, then you also have to. Accept a bit of a bit of stick that you choose the wrong starting lineup or the wrong players or whatever. That's that's normal. So I can handle this. That's what happened in this business. That's totally okay and and totally allowed. I'm 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 just unbelievably happy that um, I I had this decision also to to stay because I think it was unbelievably important. Perhaps not unbelievably enjoyable and each and every day when you when you lose some games and you, you get some stick. Yeah, we are all human beings. That's that's um, normal. But I think for the for the mid and the long term. Uh, of of the future of this club, it was so important to to stick to our plans because we know. Meanwhile, if it's a Premier League, wow, great for the future. If it's the Championship, but then uh, we are pretty much prepared with being financially solid, with having great infrastructure, with having having the right people in the right positions in this uh, in this club. It was definitely the right decision, and and I like I said so. 
yeah, selfish perhaps for my career or other topics in, in my life it would have been uh, a bit easier to go a different way. Uh, but I have other values and, and uh, I have too much, too much passion and too much love for this club and um, also for, this, uh, for the people here. And, and for that, it was definitely the right decision. And I'm more convinced than ever. Um, even, even this tough times are uh, more convincing than ever than, uh, that I definitely took the right decision and I'm totally happy. Thanks for that, Daniel. Uh, just a couple more if I can. Back, back to the injuries. Can I just ask you for an update on the two lads you said had to go and have another course of, in, I think you called it injection therapy, Christoph and Sam. We've not spoken to you the last two weeks. Where are we with those two lads? Yes, uh, with Sam, it looks, uh, looks all right so far. Um, it's still a bit too early to judge if everything works with this or he needs a different surgery at the moment. He seems to be on the right path, but I think it will last one or two weeks till we can make a, a final decision if we can go this way. Uh, or he needs the surgery, so we have to wait then for the rescan. With Christopher, I have to say it, it looks quite good. So it seems like the injections are working. He's yeah already back on the on the on the training pitch with some some individual workload, and uh, we still even have some hope that at any point during this season he can perhaps even already return to team training. More or less, let's be honest, uh, probably to be back then for pre-season for the for the new season. This helps at least, uh, because there was also a bigger, bigger fear that um, he would be out for, for more months. And if I'm honest, I don't expect that he could be a topic perhaps for the last two or three game days. There is a small theoretical chance for this, uh, if, I'm, uh, if I'm honest, because at the moment it looks quite good. It looks like the injections were definitely the right, uh, right choice. So some good news, at least with, this, uh, with these two lads. Just a final one. I mean, you've touched on... You as you rightly know, that comes with the territory. Every team selection, every formation gets criticised. But in terms of the goals um, or the lack of over the last period of time, to use one of your phrases, is it time for Adam Eder to be brought to door and see if he walks through it? Yes, in general. So we, we, have, to, we have to be uh, a bit careful in, in general. So it's, it's quite normal. Yeah? When you lose games, then it's more, like, more or less like always, uh, always the same. Then it's more the players who played are more or less the losers and we have to make sure that then the players who are not playing are the, the big winners and, and I'm not, not too addicted to this because we, we always uh, had this. So I can remember so the situation when, when Tom was not playing, everyone was crying, yeah, we need Tom Tribal back with his passing quality. And once he is back and we lose a game like against Southampton or right now we conceded two goals in the first half and everyone is blaming Tom or oh, he's not, uh, not solid enough or something like this. Or for example, with Josef Trimic, he was in great shape. Um, before the lockdown, also looked pretty, pretty good in, uh, in pre-season. Um, scored in more or less each of your friendly, scored at Tottenham and everyone said, okay, right now we, we need uh, Josep on the pitch and then he is one game on the pitch and yeah, perhaps we are struggling or to create more chances and everyone gives stick to, to Josep or something like this. So, um, it's, it's, always, uh, it's always the same. So it's, it's, uh, we have to make sure once, once we are in a situation when we're not winning, we have to make sure that the team is not divided and, and the players who play who are then more like the big losers and the players who are not playing are the big winners. And so that's not uh, the way we, we judge our players. So we know for, for each of the offensive players, it's of course more difficult to score goals, to, to have an impact um, than in comparison to the last season where we dominated the game. So we were 80% where we created chance after chance. And we also have to, have to be a bit careful in order to... Um, to, to, to take too much responsibilities on the shoulder of the, of the young lads. We have so many young players uh, on the pitch. 
and um, it's it's so difficult for them. They have to carry us with our performances, but uh, with their performances. But we also have to be careful that uh, they don't have to carry the spirit of the whole team. And just with a bunch of of young lads, uh, we're playing in the best league in the world. We can't can't win games. Adams is a great guy, and and it's it's great that on this age, uh, he is already there more or less every day every time involved in the match day squad gets lots of game time get many minutes i don't see any other club where he would have played on on premier league level if i'm if i'm honest he's still uh, a work in progress and you have to improve in, in in many many periods of the game also also in his endurance and in, uh, in this ability to link the play but he's improving day by day and like i said before i'm never never scared to play young players once i got the feeling okay he is prepared then he plays but it's it's important that we're not Anyhow, uh, sacrificing uh, Timo Pukki or Josep Drimic um, just because we're not winning games. Anyhow, so um, you won't hear one negative word about any of my uh, any of my players. So I, I'm happy with all of my players. I, I of course, we all, always want to improve, to improve them, and and uh, but it's not like we can, yeah, put too much weight on the shoulders of an 18-year-old who is. Um, has um, not that much experience. Yeah, I can remember. So after after uh, Adam Scott, for example, in the cup against Preston with a hat-trick, everyone was speaking, okay, he, he will make sure that uh, we will stay in this league. Then I sparked him the next game. We lost 4-0 at Man United. He was labeled as, as uh, too light and not ready and perhaps in a few years and anyhow. So we have to make sure that we don't overreact, not in both sides, not in praising the young lads too much, not in criticizing that. Um, I'm, I'm not not tempted to do this and and uh, to be over the moon and and too too critical. So it's more like I'm there for all of my lads, and in this way we will keep going. Thanks, Daniel. All the best tomorrow. Cheers. Thanks, buddy. There we go. Hello, Daniel. Good afternoon, Michael. Hi. Um, just a couple of quick ones from me. Um, with uh, with how um, Graham Potter uh, and his Brighton side plays, are there? Do you see similarities in how the two of you go about your football and, and also, you know, how you physically shape up on the pitch as well? Yeah, in general, I have to, I have to praise Graham. Uh, I did this already at Swansea because I like, uh, like his style and his brand of football and, and his, his bravery with his team to, uh, to be good in the, in the build-up. There are slight, slightly differences be- between the style, but they also want want to dominate possession. They are brave in the build-up. They they try to keep the ball. Um, they're not just willing to to park the bus anyhow and 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 uh, yeah create chances by by long balls. They try to build up the game. So there are similarities uh, definitely. And and um, I'm also a huge fan of, of Graham style and also his approach and and also how he how he leads leads a club and proves, tries to improve it step by step and. Um, yeah, you also have to say it's it's difficult to compare it uh, because um, yeah, they were still also able to um, yeah to bring some quality players in. Yeah, when I think about Neil Mopai, for example, so uh, I would also uh, also like to to have him in the yellow shirt if I'm if I'm honest. But yeah, Brighton has uh, definitely other financial opportunities um, in uh, in this uh, in this topic, and for that we have to accept also the realities. Um, but I'm also full of respect for for Graham's work, and I think he's doing a fantastic job. And, and just finally, I mean, we've had some quite philosophical answers from you this afternoon. It, the, the fact that Brighton have been able to do what they've done um, with the style, but but also with with the money they've spent to make sure they've got the quality to go about how they want to do at this level. Um, how how realistic does 
does the club Norwich have to be about uh, what it can do going forward? Because is it is it going to be an issue over however many years that if if there isn't the money to invest in the playing squad, it's going to be very difficult to to establish the the club at this level playing the football that they want to. Um. Not with the with the with the way we want to play. So we, we spoke about the uh, the long term project. I think uh, for Norwich City, as, as the only self fund club, our target, our goal has to be ambitious, and our goal has all, always um, uh, to be to be always um, yeah in the in the uh, in the best twenty five clubs of this country. That means we we are part of the Premier League, and when once we have to spend time in the Championship, then we have to make sure that we fight for promotion and finish in the in the top five or six for direct promotion, or at least in the playoffs. So this has always to be the claim for the for the club. It's difficult, definitely, for the only self-funding club on uh, on this level always to reach the targets. But I think your goals and targets have to be ambitious, and I think. We, we will never reach this goal if we just um, count on money, yeah? because we are a self-funding club. So it's it's important that that we try to reach us with 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 special values, also with a special way of playing, with sticking to principles, with not losing nerves anyhow after some some um, yeah poor results or some disappointments, and to change the whole strategy. Because uh, what happens if you if you lose? If you lose your believings, your values, and your principles and your philosophy, yeah, I don't want to um, name any clubs eh, because I want to be respectful. But you see, can can see this on, on other clubs who are then right now threatened by, yeah, not existing anymore or playing in League One or League Two or something like this. Or although their size and the potential is is is, is huge anyhow, and for that, uh, I think it's it's important that um, yeah, even if there are some disappointments. That we that we don't lose our value, values and philosophies and principles. Of course, yeah, it's it will always be difficult, yeah, for Norwich City to win the Premier League title with a with a brand of football like like Man City does, for example, or like Liverpool does. So it's it's not realistic, but it's more like um, the first step is is also like to 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 play in the Premier League. That's always the first step. Then try to 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 establish on on this level that uh, it's more like, of course, the first year will be always after promotion difficult for us um yeah of course to stay then the second year there would also help with the money more like to to increase the basement and then you can also grow from step to step and then yeah one day perhaps not just speaking about okay right now we have to avoid relegation then also to speak okay right now we want to establish ourselves in, in the midfield position or to finish perhaps in the in the in the in the top half of the table so but this is more really like for mid and the long term. So uh, in, the, in the upcoming years, it will always be like, okay, come on, let's let's try to stay in the Premier League. Oh, once we have to be relegated, then to promote immediately back and then anyhow to 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 avoid relegation back to the championship. And then from this point to to, to improve step by step. Um, yeah, it will always be after promotion. The first one or two years will always be more complicated. Um, once you are then capable to have a back-to-back -back season on Premier League level, then you can grow a bit and also have some other targets. And that's more or less like the plan that we have on the mid and long term. That's brilliant, Daniel. Thank you very much. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. And finally, uh, Phil Daly from the BBC. Phil. Hello, can you hear me okay? Hi, Daniel. 
Um, just go back to something you were talking about a bit earlier on and, and luck. Um, do, do, I don't know whether you even believe in luck, but you, you don't feel, it doesn't really feel like Norwich have had any this season, whether it's injuries, suspensions, late goals against. What, what, what do you feel about luck this year? I don't want to complain too much about luck, if I'm honest. So it's, uh, it's also, we have a German so it's more like uh, always luck is quality. Uh, and uh, you could also go the other way around. Uh, always unlucky is and perhaps not enough quality. So uh, I want to be realistic, but um, I also got a bit the feeling so that in terms of, in terms of especially in terms of um, our injury fate, anyhow, it's more than unlucky uh, because uh, you can have a poor season in uh, these topics, but when you have so many key players injured and uh, especially leaders in the group injured, um, then it's really unbelievable, unbelievable, unlucky. And of course, it doesn't help. So we know that, if I'm honest, to, to, to stay during this season in this league, we definitely need, need a, bit, uh, a bit of luck. And I got the feeling so no other club um, yeah, was so unlucky in terms, in terms of injury. So uh, let's, let's wait how the last, uh, last weeks develop. So you never know uh, why something happens, happens in life because all the luck comes back right now for the last six games. Games and I will take this and um, in the end we can speak about an unbelievable uh, lucky finish of the season. So I don't want to complain too early. Um, let's wait till the till the season's ended. So I, I always have hope and I still have hope and, and we want to force our luck uh, further on, definitely. Yeah, let's hope you get some luck in front of goal as well. I mean, the, the struggle for goals has been um, worrying for, for Norwich City fans. We know the problems you've had defensively. And, you know, sometimes you're trying to patch them up with, you know, the likes of Alexander Tetti, who played really well the other night. But it, it's goals going the other way that, that the fans are concerned about. Why hasn't it just quite been clicking up front at the moment? Yes, in, in football, all, uh, all topics are connected together. And um, it's more like it's it's it was thirty years ago. It will be the same. And in thirty years, once your once your defensive sorted, when, once you are stable in your and and balanced in your in your game, then it's always the first step to to improve. Then also the quality in, in terms of in terms of scoring goals. Um, we had also a bit this development. Uh, I would say during during my first seasons in charge. So I came in a situation where Norwich has. Conceded more or less uh, 100 goals uh, on championship uh, on championship level, and the first step in the first season was to become a bit more solid in, in terms of defending, and we're still lacking a bit of scoring goals. And the second step was in the next season also like, come on, let's let's add this quality and also like um, um, uh, yeah to, to 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 add this cutting edge, and then we finish the season with more or less 100 goals and and uh, we were unbelievable goal threat, and we have this. This developing also a bit during during the season, yeah, of course, because of so many injuries, we are struggling, we are struggling uh, in the defense. And uh, our topic is first of all to to sort the defensive problems out. It's difficult, yeah, when you just have one natural center back available. And uh, yeah, it's more like once once you are there, and you know, okay, we can also finish a game with a with a clean sheet. It also gives you confidence to be more proactive in the offense. And and uh, each and every positive result is also gives confidence to your offensive players. And in football, all topics are connected. I, I totally agree with you analyzing. Yeah, in the last games, we were either not effective enough or were not able to create enough chances to, to score. It's definitely a topic we, we are working on, but it's not like, okay, you're just trying to, to work just on your offense and then you forget your defense and, and you, you, you concede goals. So I always like to, to find the right balance is, is a topic and it's not easy for us on this level, but... Yeah, we keep going and working. 
is it is it difficult because you were so good in the championship last season you know you, you always knew it was going to be difficult in the premier league and of course the step up in quality is so much but you know for the likes of you know emmy buendia maybe and you know there's so much reliance on timu especially the early part of the season he performed but as you get to this end stage they must be scratching their heads a little bit saying you know last year we, we were still able to score so many goals why can't we why can't we do it now Yes, uh, totally, totally right. And, but this is also an expression of, of um, what I mean when many players in our offense, let's be honest, all the players are playing their first season in the Premier League. Uh, even, even Timo Pukki, anyhow, so he's an experienced player, but he's playing his first season in the Premier League. Uh, same for, uh, of course, especially for young la- younger lads like Emil Buendia, like, like Todd Cantwell, like Onan Hernandez. Once you, once you were so praised and, and you find it so easy to score goals like Timo, and it's also a bit difficult then to accept uh, that there's a dry spell and, and to handle this and go further on with the same confidence. Or uh, with Todd, he was praised that much uh, in, the, in, the, in the first half of the season with many goals, many assists. Yeah, right now, of course, there was this goal against, against uh, Man United, but also in the, in the league games, he's also there with the last 11 league games without a goal and without an assist. Or same Emil Buendia, who was always there with... Goals with assists last season. Yeah, right now, 32 games, nine goals. Anyhow, so it's it's difficult also for the confidence uh, to 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 uh, to handle this. And more experienced players who have perhaps played five or six years on this level, who are also more a bit more, of course, balanced in their personality. They have a bit more consistency and can can handle this uh, this difficult period a bit better. So it's 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 more um, when you rate that their performance are always a bit more like perhaps seven out of or eight out of ten yeah instead of nine out of ten and then perhaps three out of ten and when you when you play your first season on on, on Premier League level this is what we're struggling a bit with with this consistency due um, to um, our unexperienced inexperience on, on this level due to our our young age and, 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 and of different players yeah and um, that's that's reality and I think many many players will learn out of this yeah, because the most you learn in the, out of the difficult periods in life, and that's the same in football, and also for our young lads, for Emi, for, for Todd, uh, for Nell, um, for our offensive players. So the, I think they will take uh, lots of benefit uh, also for the, for, the, for the future. And even the same for, for Timo and, and uh, Josep, who are a bit older and a bit more settled, but even for them, it's the first season on Premier League level. And um, I think, yeah, tough lessons, of course, they would have... Uh, preferred that they kept going in a brilliant shape and Timo Woodby, I think in the beginning of the season was yeah, Premier League player of the season he started with many goals I eh? would have preferred the same season like last season eh? was consistently scoring he would be there with 30 goals he would have been right now in the position where I don't know Sheffield United is right now if he would be there with 30 goals or 20-25 goals um, yeah but it's, it's a reality right now we all have to accept and that even Timo's it's not a robot, he's a human being and, and it's not that easy for him to, to be always outstanding in each of the game uh, on this level. Yeah, of course, he knows that he has to improve also his shape and also his performances right now. Um, but I'm also pretty confident that he will also in the last games. And, and just, just finally on that, I mean, I know you want to move on a little bit, but has there been too much um, pressure on Timu then? Because, you know, ap- apart from Todd, not enough others have really been chipping in, have they? And uh, and obviously, I know you haven't had any chance to spend any money. Uh, that, that, of course, has been well talked about. Although Andre Duda, you said at the time, was, was valued very highly and, and would have cost Norwich a lot of money if they'd have bought him. Have people like him just not contributed enough as far as goals are concerned? 
No, I don't blame uh, any any of my players. In in general, of course, it would have helped uh, if we would have had more goals out of midfield positions. Yeah, without any doubt. Oh, let's speak about our our uh, injured defenders. Uh, if Tim Close is available during the whole season, he's always there with four or five goals out of set pieces. It's the same Chris of Zimmerman. So, um, yeah, we don't have our our headers in terms of it's, it doesn't help us just in the in the defense, but it would have definitely also give us perhaps six, seven, eight goals more out of more out of uh, out of set pieces, and also defend, for example, set pieces uh, better. I would have also taken a bit more pressure from uh, from Timo and my offensive players away. Or, yeah, Josip Drimic was pretty long injured. Yeah, of course, to to share the load a little bit and and uh, would have helped also also a lot. And and all these topics are connected. And um, but I don't have the feeling that um, yeah, Timo is more like complaining about not enough help or whatever. So it's more like, yeah, we're all playing football because we also want to be in the spotlight. And, and it's more like you, you have to accept when, when you're praised that much, perhaps sometimes even even too much, yeah, because the midfield player assists and you just have to be there with a tap-in out of two yards and the uh, striker is always praised. Yeah, then you also have to handle some criticism and, and uh, go for down this spot, how uh, Timo will go. 